Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Father, for the powerful teaching that you have given us yesterday. For all the new things, the new revelations you have put upon our heart. And you continue to speak to us through your word, through your prophets, and through everyone that we meet that carries your message through your angels. We thank you, Father, that you are ever so merciful that you do not turn your face away from us. We thank you, Lord, that your hand of grace is ever extended towards us. And you renew your mercy for us every morning. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. That you have added time to our destiny this morning. There are many that may not have woken up to see this day. And I only wished if they had that extra time to go back. To repent for their mistakes. To make amends. In all their relationships. And yet we take this new day for granted. We ask forgiveness for all our sins, for our failures, for all the times we have taken you and others for granted, for all the times we have hurt you, we have hurt our family, our dear ones, for all the times we have used language that was inappropriate, where through our words we hurt them. Even after we knowing that life and death is in the power of our tongue. We chose that death. We chose that bitterness. We ask forgiveness, Father. We ask forgiveness for all the times that we have fallen short of your expectation and their expectations too, Lord. We surrender ourselves, our faculties, all our capabilities, all our limitations to you. We ask you to fill us, Lord, with your grace. Fill us with your presence. You take over, Lord. We come again to you to draw from you and drink from you this morning. So that what we receive from you helps us carry on through this day. And we walk in the light that you show us through the conviction that the Holy Spirit puts on our hearts. We thank you, Father, for the peace and the joy that you share with us, that you renew for us every time we come to you in your presence, every time we praise your name, every time we worship you. So that despite all the noise, despite all the baggage that we bring, despite all the weariness and all the worry in our life, we are able to be still when we are in your presence. We want to share the peace that you give us, Father, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and all those that will pray with the recording, all those that are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share your peace and joy with all those that are part of or benefactors of every prayer request that has been made on this group. We share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are Christians and have not yet encountered you, that do not know you personally for that transformation to come in their lives. 
and with all those that have willingly stayed away, that have chosen darkness over you, that do not want to have anything to do with you, that are living under a lie, that are living under false doctrine, under false knowledge that has been shared with them. Quicken them, O oh Father, that their hearts be open to receive it, that their eyes be open to see you, that every veil, every lie that stands before them be torn apart. Every mountain that blocks their path be cut down. Every shut gate be opened. That their path be made straight. Like the prodigal son. That every brother, every sister and including us, Father, in the areas of the, our lives where we have not yet submitted to you. Those areas of darkness in our lives. Let us step out of that and walk in your light. The light that you shine towards us, which initially looks like dawn. But as we walk with you, as we receive from you and walk on your path, that light only gets brighter as you taught us in last night's teaching. Our path becomes straight. The light within us keeps on increasing. And when our light is made stronger, it is your presence in us, your anointing. that reveals itself in all ways. We thank you, Father, for this gift, this opportunity to pray. And as we pray, we call on your name, the name of our maker, the name of our God, our King, the name of our strong tower, our shield, the name of our Father, who will not give us a stone when we ask for bread. And we pray in the name of Jesus, our bread of life, the one who taught us faith, the one who carries the key to David. So that everything that he shuts cannot be opened and whatever he opens, no one can shut. The word himself, who became flesh and dwelt amongst us and now as we receive your revelation, the incorruptible seed from your word. That becomes flesh of our flesh and dwells within us. That part of our life must become incorruptible when we are transformed and renewed in mind by the Holy Spirit. And we pray in the name of this spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, who guides us into all truth. The one who heals our backsliding. The one who is ever willing to look upon us with eyes of mercy and love. And pull us out of the pit. Ever willing to convict and warn us but never condemn. The love of the Father that he has given to be with us forever. As our Father, our advocate. As our teacher, as our friend. That we can talk to him like we talk to any of our friends. And he's ever there willing for us, will never desert us. We thank you, Father, for giving of yourself, your spirit. So that in the same way as Jesus was strengthened by the spirit, walked in the light and walked in a life of signs and wonders. Became the complete Adam. We too, by the power of your spirit, walking with us living in us, making his tabernacle within our hearts, 
we too are able to walk in the path that our Adam took. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of this life, for the gift of family, of friends, for the gift of all the teachings, the gift of your word, the gift of prayer. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of angels and destiny. Help us. We thank you, Father, for every provision that you have made available to us. And you have made us stewards of that provision that we might enjoy it, but we might also responsibly manage it and hand it over to the next generation. We thank you, Jesus, that you bless us with this opportunity to come to you and to pray to you and to pray with each other every day. We thank you, Lord. As we move into our reflection, we see that yesterday we reflected on God's mercy and how intercession can cause his mercy to move. We've seen the example of Abraham there. Today we shall reflect a little more on intercession, which is our greatest calling as a Christian. But first, a few truths to remember. And this is what you should be ministering to the one you intercede for as well. The most important thing is do not pray for someone. Pray with them. When we pray with them, it is important to tell them the truth which they must know. And these are those few points. The first one is Romans 8 verse 1. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that applies to the one you are praying for as well. Let them know. So when you are praying for someone, first bring them to Christ. If they are not in Christ, they will be condemned. But when they are in Christ, there is no condemnation. So they must believe in him. For the Bible says in John 3 verse 16. That ever so popular verse where God so loved the world, he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. But the important part is what follows after. That whoever, whosoever, not just the Christian, whosoever believes in him shall not perish. So they must be in Christ, then there is no condemnation and they shall have life. And he said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. That is John 10, 10. So that life will be made full. They cannot remain sick. They cannot remain down in the pit. They cannot remain in the problem when they are in Christ. And when there is no condemnation, the person is counted righteous by God. And the accuser, that is the devil, has no case against them. He has no right anymore to inflict that sickness on them. To count them on the wrong side of the law. Just as we learned in yesterday's session, when we come under the grace, then the law no longer applies. The second one, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. Through Jesus, this brother or this sister that you are praying for has been made the righteousness of God. They are no longer considered unrighteous or in iniquity. Just like we said, the devil therefore can have no case against them 
when God has counted them as righteous, being made righteous through Jesus. He has cast their sins behind his back and remembers those sins no more. He says they are clean, righteous, and free from the stain of their sins, washed clean in the blood of Jesus. The third one, the third thing to tell them is not just that what we have just seen, that they are made righteous, but when they are made righteous, whoever believes is made righteous and more so whoever believes as John 1 verse 12 says, he is given the power to become a son or a daughter of God. So whoever believes shall not perish. They are made righteous. Now they are made sons and daughters of God. Number four, Romans 8 verse 17, which says, when we are sons, we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. What this means that everything of God, the Father that is given to Jesus, we share an equal right with him. And this verse actually goes on to say that if we share in his suffering, then we must also share in his glory. That is what is available to this person that you are praying for. And then most importantly, the fifth one, Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, God raised us, including this brother or this sister that you are praying for, raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So they, when they believe, are united with Christ and are seated with him. They are made righteous. They are called children of God. They are given an authority to sit on his throne with him. When all of this happens, how can they continue to live in that same problem? It must go. It cannot stand against his authority anymore. And this is the heritage of the saints, the people of God that believe in him. And all that it really only takes is believing in Jesus. And that is why it is important for you to minister that belief in Jesus, that faith in them before you even say the prayer. This is the bigger part of your intercession. It is so simple and yet many people are reluctant. We see that they trust in their doctor more until the doctor himself says, only God can help you now. And that's funny. He himself also will start eventually to point to God. And that is when a lot of people will actually open their eyes and start to think, okay, the one that I trusted in has given up. Now I need to look elsewhere. When nothing else works, this is our human nature. When nothing else works, then only do we turn to God. Till then, we want to be in control. That is why it is first important to administer faith to this person. It is not our job to condemn them. We cannot and shouldn't. We only need to operate in love, administer this truth, the five truths that we have just discussed, and administer faith. They must believe in order to receive. And only then will they have it. 
this is the basics of prayer as we have seen in Mark 11 verse 23. And next, when you then plead God for mercy on them, through his mercy they receive grace and through faith they are saved. That is Ephesians 2 verse 8. We plead for his mercy, they receive grace and through faith they are saved. We pray for their salvation first that they might receive spiritual healing and they might receive the Holy Spirit. For that healing must first be initiated in the Spirit. Don't just pray for that body to be healed. It won't change them. And when the Holy Spirit takes up His residence in them, the battle is already won. Even though you still see sickness on their body, the battle is already won because the spiritual transformation starts there. Next step, when he is there, the house is made full. And so there is no room for Satan's lie to enter again. We have reflected on this in one of our earlier prayer sessions. And this is Luke 11, verse 24 and 25. We have also discussed this yesterday as a live case during our testimony session in the Bible study. Do not leave that house that has been swept clean and empty when their spiritual healing has taken place and that cancer will start to disappear from their body, do not leave them just physically healed, but spiritually empty and ignorant. That is where a lot of intercessors make a mistake and we see that the sickness then comes again, again, again after some time. Fill them with the word of God and his presence through faith. Teach them about what you are going to pray and how you are going to pray it, how you make that prayer of agreement. So that when the healing takes place, they don't just receive the healing, they understand the mechanism and can go forth and do it themselves. The word of God, the truth, is the only way to keep the lie far from them. Otherwise, that lie will cause that problem to come back again into their lives. Fill them with the truth. This is important to keep it at bay, to keep that cancer from coming back, to keep that sickness from recurring, to keep that financial problem from occurring again. And the next one is, the next step, they must connect with other believers. Faith is infectious. Lack of faith is dangerous. But association with other believers will help strengthen that faith and keep them up. Will help them continue build on their word and their prayer life. Will help pull each other up when they feel low. They can join a prayer group or a Bible study group anywhere in the world. As long as that contains the presence of Jesus, they will survive. They will thrive. All they need is to discern and make sure that they are being fed in the spirit. Where you are fed is where you should go. For there is the presence of God. And then going down to the last part. That is where your job to pray comes in. Most of us directly jump to this step, ignoring all the previous ones. 
every great man referenced in the bible right from abraham to moses to samuel to david to solomon to jesus and the apostles they were all men of prayer and a major part of it was intercession they prayed for others more than deliverance or healing or any other ministry a greater ministry is intercession and we each each of us every believer is called to it with no exceptions 1 timothy 2 verse 1 paul said i urge that supplications prayer intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for all people jesus said in luke 18 verse 1 men ought always to pray and not get tired and galatians 6 verse 2 says paul says carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ so it is his will his law that we must help each other and it starts with intercession by praying with them and for them and then helping them out in any other way possible to and when we ask according to his will his law his word then 1 John 5 verse 14 says he will always hear us. So how then do we pray for others? Pray from your heart. Here are a few notes I have put. The first one is pray from your heart with sincerity. It must be sincere, heartfelt. Pray with faith. For God is a faith God. He always honors faith. the third one pray with love god is love and we must approach him in love and not only love for him but love for the neighbor that we are praying for too as well just as jesus said love your neighbor as yourself so the the fervency and the feeling that we put into a prayer for ourselves and for our own families we have to put that same fervency for that neighbor that friend that person that has requested our prayer that brother in christ Number four, pray with feeling, with intensity, with passion and zeal, knowing that his life depends on it. Some are facing life-threatening diseases or problems that can crush them completely, and your prayer could be the one lifesaver that stands in between. You can't afford to take it lightly. I've heard of pastors talk about. their own family members that they have lost and they didn't realize it at the time when god just asked them to wake up in the night and pray and they just took it too lightly or casually well no i'm too sleepy now i can't pray now and god said no no wake up and pray and years later they had a revelation that that prayer was meant to save their brother their sister their parent from the attack of the devil they friend from the attack of the devil because they took it lightly they lost the person the fifth one pray in detail be very specific give him a picture or vision of the request provide details see it visualize it in the spirit when you release your faith and then take action on that faith so that the faith is then complete 
for faith without actions as we know is dead and all of these five points are summed up in one verse in the bible james 5 verse 16 which says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous one avails much result you must have an answered prayer start your prayer with this mindset that i am going to make an answered prayer right now as i release my faith the prayer that leaves my lips will not come back unanswered we must carry this conviction this faith and this mindset when we start and as we also know that there is tremendous power we have learned brother vivek has taught us there is tremendous power in a prayer of agreement so when you intercede and when you pray for and with someone make it that prayer of agreement with them father in the name of jesus we pray we pray for a deeper understanding of our call to intercession and how important it is and how do we approach it when we pray for others so that as we pray we don't just pray and administer our faith there to release it and get an answer for them but we build on their faith we work towards saving that life for the kingdom which is our duty the requirement of your law and we bless them in your name jesus so that another warrior is raised for the kingdom another life has been transformed and there is rejoicing in heaven when this one life is saved not just healed in the body but saved and healed and transformed renewed in the spirit made a new creation in christ we ask for that edification that growth and the grace father to help us build our commitment to what you have called us to do to pray when you said men are always to pray and as we pray for that growth in the spirit we also pray for a physical healing for all those prayer requests that have been mentioned on this group for all the problems that have been raised there in people's lives especially those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease those that are battling life threatening diseases those that are in hospitals that are have recently undergone or will undergo surgeries we pray also in a special way for all families especially the ones that are faced with challenges of separation of divorce those that are struggling with violence with infidelity and abuse we cover them we cover everyone that we are praying for in the precious blood of jesus we also pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives their own personal battles with addiction with compulsive behaviors with anxiety with depression with mental disorders with fits of rage anything that seeks to keep your people yoked down and living in misery where they hurt others before realizing it and then just only feel guilty and sorry and the accuser wants to make them feel so we come against every such stronghold as well in your name jesus and under your authority that you have given us by your word the authority of great commission 
We declare in your name, Jesus, every such chain broken. We declare every yoke of the enemy broken, that burden taken off the shoulder of your people, the yoke of their neck. We ask for your anointing and we release it, Lord, in your name through faith. On these are brothers and our sisters. And as we cover them in the precious blood of Jesus, that healing is already taking place. That blood we know has won the victory already. The enemy has been defeated. We see that in the spirit. We claim it for them in your name. Lord, the name that is above every other name at which every cancer, every sickness, every accusation, every problem that has inflicted their lives, whatever be it in its name and no matter how long it is, every spiritual force that backs it must bend their knee to the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for your anointing to touch their lives, for whom you set free, a spirit of liberty, are free indeed. We pray in a special way for our families and our friends, for their needs as well. All those especially that have not yet been saved, that have not yet experienced that transformation, that new birth in the spirit, that have not yet received their gift of salvation. Quicken them, O oh Father. Let their eyes be opened and let them call upon you from their heart. For we know that whoever calls on your name shall be delivered. We ask for that quickening in the spirit. We pray for our own personal needs as well. We now connect with you in our spirit, praying in the gift that you have given us, the gift of tongues, knowing that this prayer, when we release it from our mouths, with all the faith in our heart, that prayer is an answered prayer. We thank you, Father, that you have heard us, that you always hear us, that you have listened to the prayer of our heart. And when we release it in faith, by praying in our spirit, you, O Holy Spirit, the only one who are authorized to search the mind and the heart of the Father and bring an answer to us. You move at that faith. And you pray with us, you make intercession for us. The word that we have spoken and released from our lips must come back in the form of a manifested answer to our prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues as well, please take your step in faith, unmute, lose your tongue and start speaking any one syllable. Call on the Holy Spirit from your heart to take over your tongue and grant you that gift. We believe you shall receive that gift today. In the name of Jesus. Let us now pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shanta <laughs> 
This morning when we were praying, the vision that I was given was a, a person who looked downtrodden in huge chains around their hands together and around their feet, the shackles around their feet. And the Lord said, in my name and my word, chains can be broken. So these chains weren't broken by bolt cutters. They were, these chains were broken by the word of God being proclaimed. The scripture I was given is Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you.
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Is anyone else that has received a word from the Lord through the Holy Spirit? Please feel free to unmute and speak. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to pray with each other and to pray with you in the Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you move over every void, dark and difficult situation, every life that looks formless, shapeless and of no hope. And you fill them with your hope through your light. You build them into a new creation like you shaped the earth and you gave it its form and you made it beautiful. We know in our hearts that you make all things beautiful in your time and we trust your timing, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have answered our prayer. And let them... Oh, there is a scripture, I think, that has been mentioned in the chat. Yeah, this is from Hebrews... Chapter 13, verses 1 to 2, where it is written, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ that transcends all understanding that he is ever willing to fill in each of us and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, for each of us, that we see not just ourselves as a son of God, but a favorite son of God. And everyone is just as much his favorite. It is not a low down but a high up there. He loves us with his, all of his love. Let that favor that chases us and overtakes us, the jealous love of our God, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, as we become a testimony, let us carry that testimony and the gospel that he has given us with and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name and for the glory of Jesus. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell.
Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank God bless you. everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.